Hey, Leslie. Hello. How's your dog doing on the out? My dog is awesome on the out, but I, I do it all the time, every really? day. Do you think Brett knows, you know, a lot about the out? Well, I did learn everything I know from him, oh. and I'm pretty sure that he does. Uh, yeah, well, let's ask him. Are you, you well, think? I'm right here. I can oh, hear well. you. I have my headphones on. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I didn't know I turned on your mic. So you want to talk about outs, do you? Yeah, you ready? Uh, let's do this. going to talk about the out problem or how to avoid the out problem. And we see this all the time in the high drive dogs, the dogs with a ton of prey, they get that toy in their mouth and they just don't want to let go. And when you break it down, like we're going to today, it's a very simple problem. Number one to avoid and very simple problem to create new habits and get rid of those bad habits. So Brett, part of dog disruption itself is just the simplicity of dog training. And this seems like one of those problems that becomes a bigger problem for us. It, it does. It, it, start off with uh, pets. Look at uh, your dog, of course. Seymour's got a ton of drive. Loves that toy, loves that toy. But you've done an amazing job of having a good foundation and outing. And what that does is that carries over into all around good obedience. If you have a dog that won't let go of his toy on command, you're probably going to have bigger obedience problems somewhere else and later on well especially with working dogs now working dogs is definitely we have to have a good out you think about the liability involved in that for for police canine handlers and working dogs that are in competition um if you guys remember you know this story make it all the way to germany for the the um dutch meister chef and my dog and i are there and he bites the decoy and did not out i failed miserably in front of thousands of people and oh that haunts me to this day so guess what i don't have an out problem anymore <laughs> ever again so whether it's working dog police dog or your pet you have to have a good out i love it all right um i know you had some key points for us here that uh you and leslie train into the dogs that you guys work with as well as your own i mean you know leslie was so right what? eloquently talking about how good your dog is on the out, which you're right. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the things Brett's going to talk about is, is that you're actually using the out command every time you're using any other command. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah. so the reps on it is mm -hmm. even more than you'd probably, you, you talked earlier um, in another episode about how many times a day do we actually train? Well, if you're doing it at least three to five times, two to three minutes, on one command and you're using a toy, then every time you're giving the command, then you're actually telling the dog to out. And so you're getting double those reps. Yep. So you mean I have to spend 10 minutes a day training my dog? A whole 10 minutes, yeah, that's it. Wow. And that whole 10 minutes, and that is such the, uh, a great point of we all, almost, almost everybody on the planet, if you own a dog, you have 10 minutes a day to spend with them. Otherwise, you're probably not doing your dog a, a, a service. So 10 minutes a day is all you need. And Leslie's right. So if you're working on sits and downs and you're using a toy to reward, every time you give a sit, you command it, 
You make it happen. You pull up on a leash, push down on the butt. Then you give the toy for the reward. Guess what you have to do? You have to out the toy. So you're doing outs with sits, downs, heels, the whole nine yards. And you're getting so many reps. So out, if you think about it, you will get more outs than any other obedience command because of of the amount of reps that you're doing with the other commands. So here's the four things. The four things that, that we want you to avoid um, when you're teaching the out, the first thing is, I see this all the time. Guys will give their dog the command to out and the dog will spit the toy on the ground. I think it's so important psychologically to have the dog give you the toy, to spit that toy out, to give it to you into your hand. That's such a, such a, um, respect thing, an alpha thing, a, I am giving you the command. You're going to give the toy to me. I think sometimes when the dog spits it on the ground, it's almost a tie. Well, you don't get it. I don't get it, but I'm going to let go and just put it on the ground. So a true out is when the dog gives it to you in your hand. You actually take it from the dog's mouth. That That is such a big benefit. And that's probably the difference between playing and training as well. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Um, if, if you're playing fetch and they, they drop it on the ground, uh, you may not think that's a big deal. But why? Why? Why bother? No, no. Put it into my hand. And that's not the handler being lazy. I don't mind bending down and pick up the toy. But it's that psychological part of no, I'm telling you to out. You give it to me and then I'll turn around and throw it or, or give you another command and we can play. So absolutely. It's about getting your reps in. Is, is it any different from giving your dog a bowl of food and having him sit before he actually is allowed to go eat the food? Nope. Same. Yep. Uh, the more reps you can get in any of this is key. The second uh, thing to avoid is pulling on the toy. A lot of times we'll say out and try to pull, try to force that toy out of the dog's mouth. Well, then out becomes a command for tug of war. So now you're pulling on the toy, you're saying out and they're not outing. Now you've created the, the word out means, well, let's tug and let's play. And tug of war, as we all know, for the high prey driven dogs, that is going to build that drive. That's going to fill that drive cup over and now you've got overflow of drive and the dog is not going to out and then two things can happen one uh the dog can you can get frustrated and then that makes the dog frustrated right yep and that's <laughs> and and or you're sometimes how many times have you seen somebody actually yank a toy out of a dog's mouth and that can actually hurt their mouth and their teeth yeah, if you start to do the twist and the, we see that too out and then the volume starts going up. And, and let me tell you, I've never seen that happen. The louder the handler is does not mean they out any better. So stay calm, give one command and keep it, keep it light. But you're absolutely right. You can break a tooth, especially if that tooth gets stuck in that uh, uh, the hole of the Kong or the tug and you see the handler pulling and, and, and trying to twist the toy, you can get yourself in trouble. So stay away from that. Uh, number three, remember, command it, make it happen, reward. That's the formula for good obedience. And that's where command it. Give that out command one time. Again, keep the volume down. Keep the tone light. Give that command one time. Don't multiply your commands. Don't give that out out and then you start getting louder because as we uh as we know dogs can count can they not <laughs> oh yeah. yeah they know well i think i'll wait till the third one before he really means he's it. he's not no. really serious until he says it three <laughs> that's times that's exactly right now you've created another bad habit so just one command make it happen well how do we do that 
once again, don't pull on the toy. Go very loose. If you can hold that toy with two fingers, right, two fingers, that's going to create finesse. Now you want to pull up on the leash. And yes, especially the high-driven dogs, you have to make it, there has to be a consequence to their action. So if they're not spinning it right away, you're going to start to pull up on that leash almost to a liftoff. So you're pulling up on a leash to where it's uncomfortable and some of these really crazy high-driven dogs that, oh, we love to see those. The You're going to have to almost do a liftoff until that dog just gives that toy up. Once you do that, then the third thing, the third part of that formula is reward. Give it right back. Give it right back with some praise, which leads me to the fourth thing to avoid. When you do reward back, don't let them have it for very long. Let them keep it for a second or two and then give that out again. Because the longer that dog holds that toy and he's got that prey item in his mouth, that drive goes up and up and up. So keep it very short. It should be command it, make it happen, out him. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, once he outs it, then reward right away. It should be a 1-1,000, 2-1,000, give it right back, and then do it again. 1-1,000, 2-1,000, then out again. So it should be very, very fast, very fluid. And remember, finesse gets you so much further than, than brute force and trying to pull the toy out of the dog's mouth and, and yanking his head around. Don't do that. That's so, it's not right, and there's better ways to do it. So those are the, the four things I want to share with you. Should we, uh, when, you know, Brett, you, you get the out, you, uh, you command it, you make it happen, and they spit out the toy, um, and then you, you give it right back to them and, and praise them for it. Should you be, you know, you, you mentioned dogs can count. Don't just do that twice over and over again, right? You should be kind of breaking it up maybe maybe three times, maybe once, just so the dog, you know, they, they want to do it because they're getting praised again. Yes, yes. And, you know. No, absolutely right. That's the key. That's why that formula is so important. When you break that formula down, command it. Well, that teaches us as handlers because, again, who makes the biggest mistake in dog training? The handler. It's the handler. It's not the dog. So if the handler says to himself or herself, command it, that's one time, make it happen. Well, how do you do that? If it's an out, you're going to pull up on that leash and almost do a liftoff. If it's a sit, you're pulling up on a leash, putting, pushing down on the butt. So understanding how to make it happen and then the reward, and you're absolutely right. Give that reward and monitor that reward. And if you give that reward one or two times and you go right back into the out. That's the way it should be because then you're going to limit the amount of time that that dog has the toy in his mouth. If the dog isn't so high drive and you don't have the uh, out problem, then yeah, you can give them tons of reward and let them keep that toy a little bit longer. So reading the drive in the dog is important when it comes to the out. Cool. So to recap, right? Four things to avoid out in your hand, not on the ground. Uh, pull the toy. Don't pull the toy to where it's reaction reflex. If you do that, you're pulling the toy. The dog's going to want to keep that prey item. It then becomes tug of war. So now you have a command for tug of war. It's called out. I just gave an out. Oh, that means we're going to pull and I don't have to let go. Terrible, terrible habit. That's one of the biggest things we see. Remember the formula, command it, make it happen, reward. And then when you do reward, Keep that reward base very short with the extremely high-driven dogs. I've seen you do it, Adam, with, with Seymour, who's got a ton, a ton of prey. But you keep that reward base very short with him, and that's why he has such a good out because he knows, well, the faster I let it go, the faster I get another reward and Dad's happy with me, and now we've got good obedience working through it. Well, and that, that reciprocates to the other commands as well. Absolutely. You know, on the downs, on the sits, things like that. I mean, they're just... 
he's so instantly seeking praise that he he jumps right onto the the command regardless of whether or not it's out or it's a down or something like that exactly and the, the last thing i want to share with the audience is this especially you uh police canine handlers out there listen to what i'm saying this is so important i was just having a conversation with a, a newer handler and his question was out and why do we need an out i'm probably just going to lift them off anyway let me tell you you need an out um, I can give you example after example of real on the street experience. One that just happened uh, uh, not too long ago in an attic. Dogs engaged on a bite. I could not get to dog or suspect. Had to out the dog from a distance. Had the suspect crawl out of the attic to me while the dog stayed on a down. That's mastery and that's where we should be liability wise, safety wise. So canine handlers, police guys, listen to me. Please, please have a good out. Work on it. And what makes mastery, Adam? How many times do we need? <laughs> thousands. Thousands, thousands, thousands in that very short amount of time. So remember, have to have an out, whether it's your pet, which will lead to just good obedience everywhere else. And definitely the working dogs don't fail at a national or international competition. That's quite embarrassing. And the police canine handlers got to have an out for safety, liability. Make sure your dog outs on command. I love it. There is no such thing as this dog won't out. That's right. I've known you for 60. I've been training with you for 16 years. I've heard that many times. I've never not seen you out a dog. So if you're having a problem, there is a way to fix it. Email us or watch our upcoming videos and we'll show you how to do it. So that's a great point, Leslie. Um, Brett, do you think we build habits of not outing more than habits of outing? I mean, it seems like we're... We're working on more of, okay, we got the uh, the sleeve in the dog's mouth. Let's play tug of war, things like that with them. We do that way more than we work on a good out. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's from my experience. What I've seen is the, the number one problem for high drive, uh, high drive dogs that have a toy reward base is the out. And that's because we start off the bad habit right away of testing. Remember, testing versus training. Don't test your dog, give him three or four out commands, start to raise your voice, start yelling at the dog and they're still not outing. That's a bad habit. And if you're starting that from the time they're a puppy, by the time they're three years old and and on the road and have uh, experience, yeah, your drive is so high because of the bad habits that you, that you, we as as handlers create, you're always going to have a problem with your out. Don't start the bad habits. That's the best way uh, I can explain it is just don't have a bad habit. Don't start. If you do have a bad habit, then completely change your training, completely change what you're doing. And then you are now creating good habits. I love that. Do you think we, we work on the out as a habit enough? I mean, cause we're always working on the, you know, the sit, the heel, the down, the recall, but you don't see people when they, they hop into their, you know, their, their routine during the day, Focusing on the out. Well, and to Leslie's point, incorporate that out into all of your obedience. If you're using that toy-based reward, so you say sit, make the dog sit, then you reward it. You have to out the toy. So now we're getting, uh, once again, you should have probably two to three times more outs than you do any of the other commands if you're giving reward uh, toy-based rewards because every time you give a, another command, the out has to come because you're rewarding with a toy. You have to get the toy back to do the next command. So you are getting a ton, a ton of outs by doing all of your obedience. So we're back to that 
three to uh, three to five minutes a day, three to four times a day, a whopping 10 minutes, 12 minutes of your day, working with your dog, teaching, training your dog, not testing, you're not going to have an out problem, not going to have a sit problem, not going to have a down problem. That's the simplicity of it. Get your reps in, shoot for mastery, and thousands and thousands of times makes an expert. Key wrap-up points here, Brett. What I mean, if you're walking away from the training class on outs, what are you, what are you telling people in the class? Telling them the four things to avoid. Remember, let them, make them spit it out in your hand. Uh, don't just let them have it uh, drop on the ground. Don't pull the toy and create tug-of-war. Mean, out means tug-of-war. Three is remember that, command it, make it happen, reward. you got to do that. And fourth is keep that reward time short. Don't let them sit there and chew on it and play with it. Make it short, and you're going to have a good out. Thanks for tuning in to Dog Disruption, your source for better dog training, obedience, systems, techniques, equipment, and stories. Hosted by Brett and Leslie Titus, SWAT and police canine handlers. Be sure to subscribe to the Dog Disruption Podcast wherever you get your podcast, and of course, leave a review. Also, don't forget to follow Dog Disruption on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us at dogdisruption.com. And as always, be a good dog.